I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out With Your Card Out. side-by-side listening to of a game that's, I don't want to say near and dear to my heart, but, you know, something I rented a lot as a kid and ended up buying and then uh, playing Aerobase Supersonic. I guess I just gave it away with that. The game we're going to be covering today is Aerobase for the Super Nintendo, and it's sort of remake for the PlayStation 1 and the Saturn called Air Management 96. Aerio Biz, known in Japan as Air Management, Ozara ni Kakeru, was developed by Koei and released on the FM Towns PC-9801, Super Nintendo Genesis, and the X68000. The Super Nintendo version, again the first version we're going to be listening to today, released April 5th, 1992 in Japan and February, sometime in February, 1993 in North America. Uh, as I mentioned before, it was later remade on the Saturn PlayStation as Air Management 96 and released March 22nd, 1996 in Japan and only released in Japan. There is a functional English translation patch out there on romhacking.net. If you want to go for that, I haven't tried it. Probably won't. Just, eh, you know, if I'm going to putz with this game, I can probably putz with it, um, you know, in Japanese rather than sit there and try to get that going. But yeah, anyway, uh, Takui Watsuki was the composer for it. He only composed for a few games, including Aerial Biz Supersonic, Soul Edge, Aicho Aniki, Muv Love Alternative, and most recently, Final Fantasy XV Episode Arden. He composed for a lot of anime, though, uh, including the Irresponsible Captain Tyler OVAs, Now and Then, Here and There, the Veroni Kenshin OVAs, the Soul Taker, Get Backers, Black Butler, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Battle Tendency, and a bunch of other stuff that's more recent um, that I don't know because I kind of stopped watching anime for like a decade and a half. So yeah, a lot of this stuff, I'm like, I have no idea what this is. So yeah. Anyway, what we're going to do is I will play the Super Nintendo version, followed by the PS1 slash Saturn version right after. There is, um, I believe, one track in here that is not on the... There's not one that is shared by that. It is only in the PS1 Saturn version, so we'll just go ahead and do that. Unfortunately, I don't know what the title is for that one. I sat there and compared the two soundtracks because the... Um, the Japanese one doesn't actually have song titles for it, so I had to sit there and sort of uh, listen back and forth for comparison, basically, just to see, like, oh, okay, this is a remake of this, this is this version, this is this version, this is this version, and this one was just not on the Super Nintendo soundtrack. I even listened to the Genesis one and Supersonic, and I didn't find it, so I was like, okay, I think this is just unique to this game, which would make sense. It would be probably good if they kind of did something new for this game. Anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to move on, and I'm going to play the two versions of opening back-to-back. Thank you. 
think I mentioned it in the last episode. I believe it was the last episode that I like when a song just kind of ends. It's like, no, we're done. I'm not going to fade. You can screw off. I'm done. <laughs> so, yeah, it took a little bit with this one to figure out which one it was because, um, you know, I had to listen to it. I was like, wait, because it doesn't start the exact same way as the Super Nintendo version. But yeah, once, you, once it gets going, it's like, oh, that's clearly the opening one. So anyway, the next one we're going to be listening to is In It, which I don't know what that really stands for. But um, it's one of the ones I put in... Um, the first tribute episode I did to my grandmother, uh, February of last year, it was one of these, Aerial Biz is one of those games that I rented quite a bit as a child, and my grandma bought this one for me, god, I want to say, or was it Supersonic, she ended up buying me later, but I have a lot of fond memories of playing Aerial Biz, even though that seems ridiculous for a, uh, let me see, it was 92, I said, 93, uh, you know, I was 11 years old, and, you know, an 11 year old boy or whatever playing a, uh, you know, flight, uh, not, not even a flight, a, uh, air, Airline business uh, management simulator game. Yeah, a really weird choice for a 10 to 11 year old. So, but hey, whatever. I was a strange 10 or 11 year old. So, anyway, uh, here are the two versions of In It back to back. Thank you. 
I feel much better about liking in it as it's one word. It's I N I T. So I don't know if it's like international or something like that, but it doesn't matter. Um, I I feel like a lot better about liking the song because once the Saturn version came out and you know this sort of got like orchestrated effectively, it's like we're not you know just played with real instruments. It's like oh oh this is actually kind of a good composition. The sound on the Super Nintendo one's a little a little harsh, a little early Super Nintendo sounding, but for the most part, you know it's catchy and then. This version on the Saturn and the PS1 sort of just, like, really propels it to life. And you're like, oh, okay, I see why I like this. There was a hint of something good there. Even if it didn't sound great, it was still catchy. But, yeah, the, the I think the Saturn version definitely kind of plays out. And I'm probably going to say the Saturn version more because I'm just familiar with it more as a Saturn game than a PS1 game. I don't know why, but, yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on to the next one, and that is Input Command. <laughs> Thank you. 
See, this is going to be a running theme, I think, through a lot of the uh, Super Nintendo tracks to the Saturn versions, is you kind of hear something, the hint of something good in there, and then it kind of comes around full effect in the uh, Saturn version. Like, oh, okay, I see, I see what they were doing there. So, yeah, it kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, just like I said, it's just a better sound. And uh, I think I've talked about this before, where I feel like the PS1 and Saturn version, or not version, but PS1 and Saturn era were the last sort of definable video game soundtrack eras they were like the last things you could sort of like really pin down as like oh those are video game soundtracks because they delved into like red book audio yellow book audio and you had the capability of you know having real instrumentation versus you know what we had before of samples and just sound chips which is fine with me i don't mind that stuff as you know i i, I kind of love that stuff actually but there's something about the ps1 where they were still like compositionally going for what video game music used to sound like and not really knowing to do what to do with like all of the new tools they had at them. And it's kind of where I feel like this is a good comparison point. Cause you literally had one that was like at the beginning of the super Nintendo's life kind of. And then you have one that's, you know, a little bit early on in the PlayStation one Saturn era. So it's like, Oh, okay, here's a nice comparison point of what they sound like and all that jazz. So yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on to the next one. And for the next few, we're actually going to be going through a bunch of the areas that you can build your airline hub in. And the first one we're going to go listen to is North America. Thank you. 
I promise it was a, uh, a bit of a slip there more than anything when I said it and all that jazz. Because, <laughs> yeah, the North American version is a pretty, pretty jazzy kind of a, get the feel of a, like a smoke-filled, uh, you know, uh, platinum flyer lounge of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, next one we're going to be listening to is Latin America. So, again, we're going to listen to the PS1 version, or PS1 version. We're going to listen to the Super Nintendo version and then the Saturn slash PS1 version after that. <laughs> There's no particular reason I normally wouldn't start in uh, Latin America, South America, however they uh, kind of phrased it for the original version of Aerobiz. It's just that 
Um, this music's a little too, I don't want to say peppy, but maybe a little too peppy to hear in a constant loop while you're, you know, um, deciding whether or not to cut flights, to close a hub or something like that. It's just a little too, uh, a little, yeah, just a little too much for that. It's catchy and all, and it's a little, I don't want to say stereotypical, as is a lot of the soundtrack, but yeah, this is one of those ones that I'm like, I cannot start my hub here because um, I just cannot listen to this thing <laughs> ad nauseum for the entirety of this game. I guess at this point, this is this would be one of those games where it would become a podcast game where, you know, I kind of kill the sound and just do things that way. So, yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on to the next one, and that is Asia. And again, a little derogatory, but or not derogatory, but maybe a little stereotypical here. So anyway, here it is. <laughs> Thank you. 
again, this is where I feel the Saturn version kind of comes um, up on top a little bit there, just because the this Super Nintendo version kind of sounds a little... I don't want to say it does come across as way too stereotypical just because of the kind of flat sounds, but then the the full version there with the Saturn with a lot of the, you know the full instrumentation suite there, it's like oh, okay, this sounds a lot better and just is actually pretty. So yeah, like I said, there's there's gonna be a lot of that where the Saturn version is sort of the thing you listen to in the end, but the Super Nintendo one is the reference point that I think you get a little bit more out of the Saturn version once you hear what they were originally working with. I'm not saying that you know, like, oh, hey, you should listen to both back-to-back. I mean, you're kind of doing that now if we're going to listen to the whole episode. <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel like you get a little bit more back-to-back with these things because you feel like you get a little more context for what the composer was going for as far as updating the sounds, just rearranging them, basically. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on to the next one, and that is Pacific, which is kind of like Australia and a couple other places. God, I don't remember off the top of my head. You know, I'm just going to shut my mouth because I don't want to... Yeah, I don't want to say anything else that's going to come across as... Yeah, because I think you can make it one in the Philippines, maybe, even? I don't remember. It's been so long since I've played Area Biz. Maybe I need to go do that. But anyway, if you start somewhere in, like, one of the Pacific Islands, including Australia, which is technically an island, um, this is this is what you get. <laughs> Thank you. 
As far as stuff I could listen to in a hub, I would say like North America and this so far kind of work for me the best. It's just, you know, kind of laid back. A l there's a little bit of energy to it, but nothing like, you know, overwhelming as far as this one goes. North America, yeah, obviously just very laid back and whatever. But yeah, this one's got a little bit of pep to it, but just nothing like, oh my God, like, can we just stop being so happy or upbeat for half a goddamn second? Uh, South America, please. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, going on to, again, unfortunately, a little bit more of a stereotypical sound here. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Middle East. <laughs> said you know kind of what you would sort of expect when you uh when you think of that but you know it's whatever it's still kind of nice to listen to like i said the thing i like about the Arabiz soundtrack especially the again saturn version is if you listen to it in full like you get a nice little like even if it is a little stereotypical like suite of music that sort of compiles a bunch of like things you would consider again maybe stereotypically but with the region that they're going for so it's it's i guess it's nothing crazy and i don't think it's like i don't think it's meaning to be harsh or 
I definitely don't think it's meant derogatory in any way, shape, or form. It's just sort of like a stereotype of like, hey, okay, this is kind of what this region is known for. So I guess America's got jazz. I would have expected maybe more rock and roll, but, you know, jazz. That's, that's what we got. So, I mean, I, I guess when you really get down to it, rock and roll is sort of is a spinoff of jazz. Like, jazz is sort of the music that we had originally, and, you know, we'll just leave the history lesson there. I just, if you really want to look into it, that's what happened. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, we're going to move on to the next one, and that is Africa. <laughs>
Yeah, that's another one I really like. And again, I think really benefits from having the Saturn's uh, sound capabilities and the PS1's sound capabilities. The Super Nintendo version, again, comes across as a little flat and maybe a little harsh at times. But uh, yeah, what the composer was going for with this, I think, uh, comes through really, really well in the PS1 version. All right, next up, we're going to be listening to something. Uh, not something. We're going to be listening to Euro the Europub version or the Europub sound. God, I can't talk. <laughs> anyway, here it is. Here's Europe. Thank you. 
All right, I don't really know what I was expecting when I first was thinking of Europe, but um, yeah, it's definitely not what I think of when I think of Europe, I guess. I don't know. Europe's got a lot of, I mean, I, you know, I guess every area um, that this game kind of covers has its own sound. Like, nothing's like really like set in stone. It's like, hey, this is the sound for this, but this is not really something I would expect for Europe. I don't know. Um, maybe I'm thinking, uh, I don't know, something French or maybe a little, little German, something to wear some Lederhosen in or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking, but yeah, the definitely kind of wasn't it but hey whatever anyway we're gonna move on to the next thing and that is definitely a little bit more stereotypical and that is russia There's something, I'm going to say, lost in the stereotypical sound as far as uh, the transition to the uh, Saturn version goes. 
it just doesn't feel quite as like, hey, here's the Russian music. You can picture them, you know, squatting down and kicking their legs out with their arms folded over each other and dancing or whatever with a big, you know, uh, Russian hat, whatever that's called. I don't know what those are, like those big, like, woolly hats or fur hats or whatever they are, yeah. Because it, it really kind of feels like it really was going for that point when it was uh, on the Super Nintendo. But the PS1 version uh, sounds a little bit more toned down and maybe a little bit more... Yeah, I don't know, not generic, but definitely try to uh, tone down on the stereotypical sound of that. So, yeah. Anyway, moving on, we're going to listen to Japan.
that's what you get if you build a hub in Japan. Um, you know, it's technically part of Asia, but uh, yeah, they, you know, I guess this developer's Japanese, so you kind of just like have to go with that. But yeah, I, I don't really know how that kind of conflates with being built in Japan, but I mean, it's catchy. I enjoy it. It's just one of those things of like, huh? My brain doesn't immediately go to Japan when I hear that. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, we are going to move on to the next one, and that is other locations, which is a kind of places you find kind of spread out through a whole bunch of the other regions that don't quite mesh up with where they're talking about, which doesn't happen too often, but there's the occasion where it happens. So anyway, here they are. I'm not sure I would have ever put those two together as far as um, been like, oh, hey, that's the same same thing, just different arrangement. Um, yeah, the uh, Super Nintendo version is a little harsh, a, little, a lot flat sounding and just kind of, I don't want to say lifeless, but yeah, the rearrangement on the uh, Saturn version is much, much better. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Anyway, the next track we're going to listen to actually isn't in the original Aerobiz, and this is if you open up a branch in Tokyo in Japan. So this is, again, unique to the Saturn version. So we'll listen to that one and come right back after that. So that was what happens when you open a branch in Tokyo in Air Management 96. And the next track we're going to listen to is one I could not place for the life of me. I could not figure out where it was. I did not see any uh, corresponding version that happened in the original Aerobiz. So we're just going to um, put question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark as the title and move on from there.
to wager a guess, uh, you're opening another branch somewhere in Japan from there. I don't know where it would be, um, but the other one I was able to kind of suss out that is from Tokyo. This one, don't know. So yeah, we're just going to have to go with a question mark, question mark, question mark. Anyway, back on to the comparisons. We're going to listen to results display next. <laughs> what plays when you get a quarterly report thing in basically like every quarter maybe it's every year you get a report on how well you did uh during that time and sometimes it's a little less than great uh yeah and i mean you know when you get something positive i think this is what you get and there's a figure or there's a thing called red figures that we're going to play here in a little bit that uh yeah will definitely uh sour the mood a little bit when things haven't uh, been going your way anyway the next one we're going to be listening to is route open we're going to go with like positivity here, I think, to start and then kind of 
go into the more negative sounds of the soundtrack because yeah, there's some really bummer stuff here. Anyway, moving on, we're going to route open is what we're doing next. <laughs> Uh, Super Nintendo version a little harsh with a but I have a lot of memories of the like it, you know you open up the route and the airplane takes off and it just makes the little jet sound that's coming out of the Super Nintendo it's like it's pretty cool all in all it's you know for you know for a business management simulation all in all this got some pretty cool like effects to it that they try to keep you entertained with outside of just like you're effectively looking at a fucking spreadsheet <laughs> so yeah Anyway, we're going to move on, and speaking of spreadsheets, we're going to open up a new branch here, and this is kind of just what happens when you open a branch, doesn't really matter where. Again, you know, repeating this thing ad nauseum, or ad nauseum, but uh, yeah, the Saturn version, much, much better there. So anyway, we're going to move on to the uh, slightly more depressing stuff now, and this is what happens when you close a route. Yeah, maybe a little dramatic there, game. I mean, you know, maybe you're performing very well and you need to close a route because it's just not really performing and to, uh, you know, keep jobs going and maybe open up a new route, you need to close one down, right? I mean, there are, it happens, you sometimes open up a route because it's close by and you need some kind of money and then after a while you're like, hey, you know, I could uh, use this plane in this area a little bit more effectively and yeah, so it's just like, hey, why am I doing this? Why am I keeping this route open for no real reason? It seems like a waste of money, right? Well, here's the thing. Here's something that's not a waste of money. You go over to patreon.com slash gamesjunk. God damn, I'm good at this, aren't I? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I'm kind of amused at myself for having done that. Anyway, uh, yeah, go over to patreon.com slash gamesjunk. Over there, you can kick in a dollar a month, and that would just mean a lot to me. I really appreciate that. And you'll get a hearty message from me on, on Patreon as a thank you, because, yeah, I appreciate it. And if you do $3 a month, you get a whole bunch of bonus content. Kind of the best bang for your buck sort of thing here. So for $3 a month, you get all the podcasts I do at a higher quality audio rate. That's the Games Junk Game Club. Rock out with your card outs and multimedia failure all in one handy catch all feed, as well as a few of the shows that I've done over the years, too, that were up on Patreon that have since been retired. Uh, so say we all won the the Game of Thrones Power Hour, another one. Could that make a comeback maybe when the Game of Thrones thing comes back? Maybe not. I don't know. I don't really know if I want to do another podcast with John and Vanessa. I mean, not saying I don't want to do another one with them. It's just more I don't want to subject them to doing another podcast when we already have uh, two other active ones going together. <laughs> but yeah. So you'll get those all those podcasts in handy catch-all feed at a higher quality audio rate. And you'll get bonus episodes of Rocket with your card out. You get two of those a month. You get... Basically, what it is is a sort of like a little history lesson in the games that came out for that half of the month that we're in. So, in the next, uh, I'd say, like, week or so, I'll be putting out the one for September, the beginning of September. So, what I do is you get the games that came out in the beginning of September in five-year increments. So, we start at 1986 most of the time, unless there's really some oddball that comes out in 1981 and actually has some music in it. Because video game music really wasn't that common and 
up until that point and also wasn't really that uh, long, we'll say, outside of maybe like a quick little, you know, splash screen at the beginning. So you get music from 1986, 1991, 1996, 2001, 2006, 2011, and 2016. The latest one I did broke the three-hour mark. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be doing those too too often. It was more of a, like, hey, I've been really behind and I'm sorry. So it was sort of like a, hey, make up things to, to my Patreon backers. So, yeah. Um, you'll also get bonus segments on multimedia failure, which will sometimes add another uh, third, another half of the show to it. So, you know, you're looking at like an hour-long podcast. You'll go up to another hour and a half or so. And sometimes it's just shooting the shit. And in the latest episode I did, which is Arceus and the Jewel of Life, a Pokemon movie, you get a half hour between the beginning and end, but at the end there, we actually rank all of the legendary Pokemon that we have seen, legendary and mythical Pokemon that we have seen thus far, and I think on the next Pokemon movie, we're going to be doing the best and worst uh, talking ones that we've seen thus far. And for $5 a month, you'll get all the stuff I mentioned on the previous tiers, as well as a shout-out on all the podcasts I do. So for that, I have to shout-out to Vanessa Cahill, John Lucero, Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, Eric, and Nathan Cooper. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you kicking in the money, and I hope you uh, hope the ones that, you know, are doing the uh, doing the $3 thing and the $5 thing are, uh, you guys are enjoying the bonus episodes of Rocket With Your Card Out, because I, I kind of have been enjoying doing them. They're... It's nice having a set format because, again, it makes it easier for me to stay on top of it. And also, uh, it kind of gives me a little perspective and gives me some ideas, too, for the show. Like, I get to something and there's just too many good tracks for it. And I'm like, oh, I should just do a full episode on this rather than just sort of confining this to Patreon, basically, where only a few people hear it. And, uh, yeah, because, you know, sometimes there's a soundtrack that'll pop up that I'm like, I didn't even know this existed. In the last episode I did, I didn't know that Matoy Sakuraba composed Valhalla Nights. That was uh, kind of a little throwaway for me that I was like, oh, oh, hey, guess what? Uh, guess what's getting thrown on there now because yeah you, you guys know me i'm a toy sakuraba i love the dude so yeah anyway um i think that will wrap up all of the plugs there as far as patreon goes so i want to appreciate you uh, tolerating the uh, the spiel there in the middle of a uh, you know uh, airline business simulator uh music podcast <laughs> which is a weird thing to say so what we're gonna do now is go to something a little bit uh you know more dour which i probably shouldn't have done like right after i was you know popping off page- my patreon stuff and that is what you hear when you close a branch <laughs> Again, uh, chill out music. I mean, let's not be quite so uh, dour about it. You know, maybe you're closing the branch because, you know, you got a better one. And this one just isn't performing again, so you just... I like to think you move all your employees over to that one. Give them a better job uh, or something to that effect. Like, here, here's some... See, that's what I would do if I was a CEO. Be like, okay, here, here's some relocation money, and you can keep your job. Or here's a here's a very nice severance package, and a, you know, you'll come highly recommended, and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, I, I'm not a CEO of anything, but uh, maybe this site and the podcast I do. And uh, that's, that's going swimmingly. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, next up, uh, we're listening to the thing you hear when you get red figures, which, again, kind of coincides with the um results display thing like so yeah if you yeah you get the more positive one for that and i think this is what you get if uh, you aren't in the black and things are looking not good for your airline but anyway uh here here's here's the here's the depressing somber music there <laughs>
that certainly isn't very positive sounding, is it? It is uh, letting you know that things are not doing well for you. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, let's go on to the next one, and that is top, which I think means uh, you are at the top of your performance. I don't know. Anyway, here it is. <laughs> good so let's have some positive music there right and now you did really poorly and your company's entirely bankrupt so here's what you hear when that happens sure i appreciate the uh, the jazz sound with bankruptcy you know it just doesn't i don't know it's a weird it's a weird mix again not a real big fan of jazz in the first place so it sort of maybe works for me but it just as far as like thematically for the game it's like why jazz it's a weird choice 
yeah. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next one, and that is timeout. I think this is what plays when the 20-year uh, period for the game ends. I'm not really sure, and I don't know if this is, like, what happens if you don't win or if it's just one of those things that just plays, and then the results pop up or whatever, and then you figure out what happened. So, anyway, here it is. Here's timeout. See, that's what I mean. I don't think this is a negative ending sort of thing. It just seems a little too neutral at times, and then the Saturn version's a little bit more peppy in a way, so that's why I don't think it's that. Anyway, uh, here's what happens when the computer wins. When the computer beats your ass into the ground, or just barely beats you, and I've had that happen a few times and I got frustrated. Anyway, here it is. <laughs> Thank mm -hmm. you. 
yeah, kind of melancholy. Like, hey, hey, you had 20 years to beat this guy and you couldn't beat him. Congratulations. You suck. Be depressed. <laughs> anyway, uh, that will just about wrap this up. So what we're going to listen to now is the ending theme, and then we'll come back and close out the episode.
I'm really amazed at the lengths that uh, they went to to kind of rearrange this soundtrack because, you know, I mean, I'm not, again, I, I enjoyed the Super Nintendo one, but once you kind of hear the Saturn version, you're like, man, I, I don't know if I can go back. It's a little tough to go back to this thing. It, the more you hear it, and you're like, oh. And also, I'm kind of amazed at the lengths the composer went to actually doing some of the music for this because once you get the rearrangements of it, it's like, oh, hey, this is this is surprisingly good because once you like hear it, you know, with a you know more robust, uh, complete sound, you really get a sense that um, Iwaski was going for almost a JRPG. I mean, I guess in a way, this is an RPG. <laughs> Uh, you know stats are sort of your thing it's just it's just really weird and again i i really like the soundtrack and i've really kind of grown attached to the saturn version it's kind of become one of those things that i'll just put it on the background and maybe it's one that should be put on vinyl so i can enjoy it there too that would be really swell anybody want to do that yes please no maybe i have to make my own bootleg or whatever what make your own bootleg i don't know what you're talking about anyway moving on um yeah that'll wrap up this episode of rocket with your card outs and as always i really appreciate you listening you can go over to the patreon or the patreon thing as i mentioned earlier that is in the show notes also, all the social media links are in the show notes as well. That's where you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook over there, too. And, yeah, I think that about wraps everything up. So I really appreciate you guys, uh, you know, listening to this one. This is one of those ones that I was like, eh, not doubting a little bit, but I was like, how the hell can I make Aerial Biz work? Because I like the soundtrack, and I just wanted to make this work. Yeah. So anyway, um, barring any uh, issues I might have with the recording or scheduling in the next two episodes, I should have a guest on here, another uh, musician. So that'll be kind of fun to have on. So yeah, any, I'm not going to uh, spoil who it is quite yet. I've been talking to them a little bit on Twitter and decided, hey, let's throw it out there. I bought a bunch of their stuff on Bandcamp and kind of just decided, you know, let's make this happen. Yeah. So anyway, uh, again, thanks for listening and take care of yourselves. Great. I knew that groove was in your heart.